Hello and welcome to the new independent new amusers forum podcast Enough Said. This is brought to you by the registered charity for mental health based in Stratford in the heart of East London. Today we are going to be hosted by Michael Ahern. Hi. Matt Russell. Hiya. And our comptroller is Malachi Howe. Hello. I am your host. Trevor Jones and today we'll be talking about debt and mental health. One of the projects that Enough does at Ithaca House is the Advocacy Service. It's a project where we deal with welfare rights, benefits and obviously tribunals so that we can help support our enough members with any casework that they have to deal with to get advocacy support and advice or information Uh, this service is available on mondays and tuesdays between 12 p.m to 5 p.m on weekdays if you'd like to know more information you can contact enough on 020-8534-2488 or use the website www.inuf.org so before we go into uh the topic today how have you guys been in the last couple of days uh i've been feeling like a little bit depressed but i'm like trying to get over it and cope with my temper and stuff like that okay i've been okay well, um, I mean, I suppose I've been in a relatively good mood, so hopefully um, things will balance out after um, our chat today and hopefully your mood will improve today, Matt, and uh, we wish you all the best for your well-being. Um, we've also got uh, Malachi on uh, our comptroller today. He is from another podcast called The Unemployed Artist and he's a guest um, engineer and technical sound man today. So how have you been doing? I've been really well, actually. Okay. I, I'm not gonna lie. I not to <laughs> not to make anyone else feel worse, but I've yeah. had a very good couple of weeks mm. since we last spoke. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I'm well. When I get the opportunity to tell you, I'd, I'd love yeah. to go into more detail about it. But um, yeah, cool. I mean, you've basically Malachi has been with us for the previous podcast, and um, he's been very helpful. So hopefully, we will get more professional and technical advice, and I will try not to talk as much as I did in the earlier podcast. So um, today, uh, we're going to have an open discussion about debt and mental health. Uh, the reason why the um, oh, one more thing I actually forgot to say: uh, we haven't got our, our regular host with us, Stephen Coe, today because unfortunately. He's been uh, physically unwell. He's got um, he's had a slight accident, which has led to a bit of a problem with an ankle injury. So we wish him uh, well, and we hope he gets well soon. So if you're out there listening to Stephen, we hope you get well soon. Uh, today we're talking about debt and mental health. Um, this is because the BBC have recently produced an article on the 20th of February talking about debtors with mental health problems need breathing space. And there's an article uh, by Money and Mental he- the Money and Mental Health Policy Institute that said that in 2017, at least 23,000 people were being pursued 
for debts while in hospital for mental health problems. Apparently, thousands more were in a similar position while receiving mental health crisis support in the community. And a coalition of debt groups wants the government to allow what we call breathing space for people with mental health troubles. What does this sound like to you? What's going on? Uh, I, I think a lot of it is they're pushing into to people when they least need need that pressure and they're already in hospital mm. that really unwell mm. and it, and they're not going to get their money any quicker by trying to f- fool someone who's unable to pay it due to their condition at the moment it's, it's kind of a sort, sort of bullying mm. I mean it does sound kind of um very retroactive in terms of if you want somebody to pay off their debts or money that they owe you'd want them to be in a good condition in a good place where they can make a sensible agreement rather than when they're unwell I mean do you think there's something that can be done by the government to change this yeah well I was watching a program on TV the other day um, called the sheriff's Okay. And it's like a debt collecting program and basically they go to people that owe lots of money and then they just like force them to pay the money or like come to some sort of agreement. But I think it's like a form of emotional bullying. Kind of like reminds me of when I was at school mm. and stuff. But, um, you know, I met, I knew someone a long while ago, say like 10 or 15 years ago that owed like thousands of pounds worth of debt. And they was pretty much forced into paying it immediately, or was it going to be taken to court? And did that person have uh, mental health issues? Yeah, they did, yeah. And were there any organisations providing support, or did they have to deal with it on their own? No, I think they won their case. They won the case in court. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And is that because they managed to find a solicitor or advocacy support? No, I think their parents helped them out. Wow. I mean, that's kind of amazing to kind of hear that story, that it has to go to that length with um, going to court to kind of uh, help um, resolve an issue about debt. But uh, even Money Supermarket, uh, sorry, MoneySavingExpert.com, the Martin Smith website, um, has mentioned this same article by the Money and Mental Health Policy Institute, and they're... Money supermarket, sorry, money saving expert. I'm giving the wrong promotion here. Money saving expert usually gives a lot of debt advice, but usually this idea of being chased for debt whilst in hospital, I mean, that sounds kind of morbid. It says, it says here, at least from the uh, study that was given, 86% of the 157 people um, who've, sorry, the research says that a significant proportion of people fall behind on bills while they're acutely unwell and 86% of the 157 people who've lived with the experience of mental health crisis and responded to the MMHPI survey had fallen behind on at least one bill and nearly half, which is 44%, had problems with five or more different bills. So is the issue about coming to an agreement and an arrangement with the people that that's owed money to um it would be good if they if if something could that middle ground could be found mm. could they also must understand if that person's really ill then they're not they're not fully gonna get gather what they're saying mm. 
So they're not going to get the money because how can you if you can't understand what the person's saying? Because yeah. through your illness, you're sort of not really listening. Because it isn't the issue that um, whilst you're being pursued for the debt, that can create even further stress and panic attacks. And... Yeah. And especially if that person, if they're already, then, then they, they ain't got that funds to either cover up yeah. a mm-hmm. car. Probably of... even um, learn, learn, make people so ill that they want to feel like taking their own life or turning to drugs or alcohol to try and mm. conquer whatever they're going through. Yeah. Um, as a previous user of drugs myself which I've actually given up um, a long while ago uh, mm. I had a difficult time and um, you know it could probably learn, lure people into like doing drugs or alcohol or going out and um, taking their own life due yeah. to the stress or emotional breakdown mm. I mean um, at, uh, I'm not saying that enough solves all of the problems but at the um, Ithaca House enough has started in collaboration in the last 12 months with an organisation called uh, Money A&E, which is a support service that provides a one-to-one counsellor that allows um, a 30-minute to 50-minute session of talk time so people can talk about uh, their debt management issues and perhaps draft letters and make contacts with organisations that are owed money so that the individual member can feel that they're not under that pressure of um, the consequences of debt and that they're actually making some kind coming to some kind of solution is it the case that we need more outreach and more services in the community like money a and d um it's, it's a nice idea but if it's in community the money's not always there because mm-hmm. it's always being cut for because maybe someone who who's running a borough maybe mm-hmm. been pocketing some of the money something there might be a few reasons why okay the money's some of the money's disappeared because it's happened like in town hamlets when a mayor was sort of you sort of kind of abusing his power what he had okay so things got cut which means the people who needed it yeah weren't getting it getting that help or something yeah. towards somewhere that could help someone if they was in debt okay they were being punished for what someone else was doing so it it's almost the fact that we could get community support but it's being intercepted by the upper echelons of politicians and i think in order to do that sorry you guys in order to do that we're all of us would have to get together and write a letter to the um mayor Mm. and ask them if something like that could be arranged because yeah. otherwise like you say a lot of people with mental health issues mm. tend to go unnoticed in the streets yeah you can walk past somebody past you and they look at you like you come from another planet or something yeah you know there's an example and then like um mental health is sometimes in a topic that's frowned upon by many people because they don't understand yeah you know, until they actually suffer with something similar themselves, they're never going to understand fully what it means to have a mental illness. Yeah. So it's almost like there are perhaps some people and perhaps some organisations who probably think people with mental health issues are less deserving yeah. of debt advice. Well, that's what it seems like, mm. especially in today's day and age. Maybe yeah. not so 20 years ago, but today's day and age, we live in a totally different day and age, as I've said on numerous occasions. Mm. 
where people with certain types of conditions, whatever it is, blindness, deafness, whatever, yeah, um, are looked at like they're some sort of freak or alien, when in actual fact that we're all human, yeah, and we deserve the same rights, yeah, regardless of whether you're completely well in health or whether you're not, sure. Otherwise, whatever happens to like people being looked mm. at as equals, yeah, which not everybody is, obviously, mm. you know, because people just think oh because you've got a mental illness you're a freak you don't deserve to exist well of course that's complete rubbish it's not it's not necessarily the case at all is it i mean would it help if the agencies try to show more compassion and empathy by actually meeting people to discuss the debt rather than firing off automatic letters and phone calls but of course getting other people to look at it in the same way we do Mm. It's completely different. It's going to be like a mega challenge. So it would take every single person here at the drop-in to write a letter in some sort of sense and send it to a local uh, mayor and get them to organise something like that. You know, open up more places like this where people can go with debts or... Places like what? You know, um, people where they can go if they're in X amount of debt being like a subject today where they can go there and can get advice they can get help to pay off their debts mm. or to come up with um, a solution where they if they don't get that much money where they can come up with a sensible arrangement where they can pay off their debts comfortably without worrying okay um, well we are there's two things that I wanted to mention uh, before we come to a close on the topic um, there's an organisation called FCA which stands for the Financial Conduct Authority and they paid a visit to Independent Neum Users Forum at Ithaca House to run a workshop called End the Silence on Finance. Uh, this is a new project that has been delivered by the postgraduates who work at the FCA where they've created an interesting uh, comic book strip which is about 12 pages uh, and it's the things to watch out for and where to get help where they have provided information such as useful resources for help and advice with gambling addiction uh, such as organizations such as the National Problem Gambling Clinic, GAMCARE, uh, the Golden Moody Association and Gamblers Anonymous and they've also provided information in this comic book strip where um, it says if you feel worried or anxious about debt there's organisations like Money and Mental Health Policy Institute, which you've mentioned before, National Deadline, Mental Health and Money Advice, and Step Change. Um, I mean, some of the comic book strips, I mean, I'll just read them out for you. One of them says, um, it's two men standing next to a car, and one of them says, I've got such a good loan on my new car, I only have to pay 1p a month. And then the next strip says, uh, for the next 2 million years, and the idea is um, to kind of identify the problems with buying on credit and then there's another thing where there's a a strip about spiraling debt where somebody, there's two men again and one of them's holding a final notice and one gentleman says to the other I wouldn't worry mate, you've probably still got a while before the final notice even though he's holding the final notice in his hand and then there's another comic strip page where there's a, a man in a kind of a flash motor and he's just parked up next to his friend who's looking kind of destitute and uh, thumbing a lift and the man in the car says I'm a bit hard up at the moment mate can I borrow a tenner and the the man outside his thumbing a lift says sure I'll help you out so but this is a recent comic strip I mean do you think these kind of comic strips if you want to take a look is that a good idea 
to kind of get the conversation started about debt? I, I think it is because it's maybe in a more easy easy way for the reader to actually mm. understand because mm. if it's for some because it doesn't help those because you could give that to someone but someone might not be able to read yeah. at least with, if it's not in a cartoon form it, they yeah. can at least it, 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 yeah mm. I think what it is it's so easy for people to get into gambling there because there's so many gambling things on TV mm. you can't even watch TV without um, mm. gambling adverts come on or like whether it's casinos or the online gambling where you bet on football matches is still a form of gambling isn't it yeah um, you know, scratch cards. It's so much easier to gamble now than it was years ago. Because yeah. all you had to do years ago was walk into a betting shop, but now you've got all these different forms of gambling right at your fingertips, mm. on your mobile phone, yeah, on your laptop, on your computer, mm. um, betting shops. You know, whatever you can yeah. gamble in so many different ways, a lot easier than what it was to do years ago. Yeah. So um, you know, for people that are addicted to gambling. Everything's at their fingertips, basically. It's like a paradise for them, isn't it? And then they find themselves in problems because by the time they come to find out whether they're going to mm-hmm. support themselves for X amount of days or whatever they do, they find it difficult because they haven't got their, no money in their pockets because there's so many different ways to gamble. Mm-hmm. You can just gamble right from your mobile phone. Mm. And there's so many adverts in town centres, shopping centres, fixed odd betting terminals, yeah. etc. I mean, does that mean there should be maybe this twin idea of if somebody is in debt, we should not just, particularly with mental health, because mental health is about complex issues, we shouldn't just address um, how to repay the debt, but should we also consider how the debt arose, what was the source of that person losing their money? Well, I think you should consider all aspects of it. Mm. So, um, you know... That ranges from how the debt started in the first place to how they're going to pay it, mm. um, how they consider themselves to manage to cope mm. with their debts in the first yeah. place, you know, but how they think they can afford to do it, because if they haven't got that much money to do it, mm. then they shouldn't be doing it in the first place. But, but of course, it's like any addiction, if you've got alcohol problem, the only thing that matters to you is getting a drink. Yeah. And the same with a drug problem. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, that's it. That that means that when we're talking about mental health and debt, we should also be looking at how do we identify the underlying causes to support that individual yeah, and keep them on a s- I mean, safe. some people suffer with all three afflictions, mm. like the gambling, the drugs, the alcohol. And mm. um, speaking as a previous drug user in, my, in the past, um, mm. it's really hard when you haven't got it. So, mm. whatever form of addiction you've got, whether it's gambling, shopping. Yeah. Um. Because even shopping can be looked at as an addiction. Yeah. You know, if you're going out and you do excessive amounts of um spending on shopping, which some people do, and they haven't really got the money to do it, but they do it anyway, because it's their fix. It's where they get their enjoyment it's from. It's where they get their enjoyment from. Mm. So, I hope what I've said has been very helpful. Okay. So, um, Michael, have you got anything to add to that in terms of mm. what we could do to support people in the community? I think it, as long as you've got good good friends around you who can sort of help support you, maybe help you try and find... If you... Because it might be... 
you could you don't might not always see that you're in debt yourself. Mm. Maybe so having good friends who are there to support you and for, get you that help you might need. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your comments today. We really appreciate that. Um, if you'd like to know more about what you can do uh, to perhaps campaign against the issue of uh, people in mental health crisis who deserve a break from spiraling debts to allow them space to recover there is now a hashtag online which is hashtag recovery space r-e-c-o-v-e-r-y s-p-a-c-e and there is also a new uh, campaign letter and petition being launched on the website www.moneyandmentalhealth.org forward slash recovery space that's www.moneyandmentalhealth.org forward slash recovery space where there's a new campaign letter where you can support the campaign by adding your name to a letter to the Chancellor of the Exchequer the Right Honourable Philip Hammond MP and apparently it's a quick and easy way to show your support uh, together to make sure that the mental people in mental health crisis get what we call the recovery space or breathing space to uh, help themselves to recover from debt this has been um, enough said uh, we'd like to thank Matt Russell uh, for coming in thank you Matt okay. uh, we'll thank Michael Ahern for coming in thank you Matt Michael see ya and uh, we thank Malachi Howe for being our comptroller today I'll see you in the next one I've been your host, Trevor Jones, and if you'd like to know more about what happens at the Independent New Users Forum, you can find us online via the website www.inuf.org, or you can follow us on social media via Twitter at INUF underscore the charity. That's at INUF underscore T-H-E-C-H-A-R-I-T-Y. Stay well, stay blessed, and don't forget to subscribe or listen to our other podcasts. Thank you for listening.